You're listening to the Franchise Freedom Podcast with Giuseppe Grammatico. Welcome to the Franchise Freedom Podcast. I'm your host, Giuseppe Grammatico, your franchise guide. And I just wanted to thank everyone for joining us today. We have a very exciting episode. And uh, this show is all about you. This show is all about education. It's about franchising. It's about helping people make that leap uh, from employee to employer. So thanks again for joining us today. We have a very special guest. We are in um, going international t- today in uh, Vienna. So I don't know what time it is over there. I forgot to ask Simon there, but um, I'm sure I'm sure it's la- it's uh, much later than it is here. Simon, welcome to the show. Hello, everybody. Excited to be here. So what what time is it? Afternoon in Vienna. Afternoon. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. It's uh I didn't I didn't realize it. So I know with the time changes and Calendly automatically adjusts everything for you. So um, let me give a, a quick quick little bio on Simon. So Simon Severino helps business owners and SaaS and service run their company more effectively, which results in sales that soar. Trusted by Google, Amgen, Abvi, uh, he created the strategy, strategy sprints method that doubles revenue in 90 days by getting owners out of the weeds. He's a TEDx speaker, contributor to Forbes and Entrepreneur Magazine, um, and so much more. And Simon, just wanted to welcome you again. So, um, you know, give, give the audience a little context, a little bit of background. Um, how did you get to where you are today? It's 21 years that I'm doing just one thing, helping entrepreneurs scale their business. And at some point I became this entrepreneur who had to scale his business. And I realized, oh, it's really tough because when you are a consultant, it's kind of easy. You say, hey, do this, do this, do this. Hey, build a franchise. <laughs> hey, s- sell your IP. Right. And then you wonder why aren't they doing it? It's easy, right? And then I was in the other side. And now I'm a business owner, a hundred moving parts all the time. I don't see the forest because I see just trees, trees, trees coming at me. And now I get it. It's really tough when you are in the weeds. Mm. So my first year I was in the weeds kind of enjoying it because I started it. So it's, it was my passion, but I was also working 24 seven. So the first year I had no weekend. And then I hit uh, something that was working. So for me, the magical number is 35 K per month. When you have 35 K per month coming in repeatedly, you are on holidays and you still have 35 K per month coming in. Now the concept and market research part is over. Now you have a business. You are onto something. Now it's about scaling it. And how do you scale it? You have to find a scalable model and you have to remove yourself from operations. Mm. Those are the two things. How do you find a scalable model? It might be a franchise model. It might be lending your IP, selling your IP. It might be something completely different. But you have to find a scalable model. And the second thing is you have to fire yourself from operations. Because if you are still in the weeds, you don't have time to build form, fit, and function of the sales system, joint venture partnerships, the legal structure, all that kind of things that you need to do. And also, if you are part of it, it cannot grow because the business cannot outgrow the owner. So you have to grow also in terms of mindset, of thinking bigger 
and seeing those bigger numbers and going for the 5x, the 2x, and seeing what it, what it is uh, that is are the three levers for your growth. And there's are very specific levers, and I describe them in the book. There are three levers for scaling a business, and they are the same for everybody. And there are three numbers that you have to measure uh, weekly. And there are three habits as a CEO that help you control the controllables. So that's the specifics. And I had to come up with this system because it was 100 moving parts. Running a business is really tough. And imagine you, you want to cook and you have first to reinvent the French cuisine and then to cook something. Right. That's overwhelming. So if I want to cook French, I will check a YouTube video and then I will copy what they're saying. I will do it my way. But of course, I use the blueprint. Otherwise, it, I cannot even cook that dish, right? Yeah. Now, you, you, make, you make some really good points. And, and I was... Um guilty of that as well with my my previous business where I felt like no one else could do the job I did and um, that was a, a struggle and and you had mentioned it's not it, it's a mindset shift hey if you want to grow this business you cannot be in the day-to-day operations because if you are you are in the weeds and you can't you can't grow you can't really think because you're putting out fires and hiring and doing this and doing that so I, I think uh, that's a, a great point. Um, and I've, I, there was other books I, I've read as well that I just talk about. You can't, you need to build that system. And that's why a, fran- a franchise is great because a system is built for you. And I was part of a franchise, but you also have, you have to make sure to, to follow the system and be able to back off. So it's not just as simple as following the system, but you really have to be able to back off. And uh, the big thing for me was empower my employees to make decisions. And if the decision wasn't perfect or ideal, it wasn't about telling your employee they were wrong. It's about great job, but maybe next time we should explore a different avenue. So you've nailed it. And 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 being on both sides and the appreciation, it's not something you're going to learn from a textbook. So being a consultant, owning the business, being on both sides of it um, makes you gain a better appreciation. And, and to be honest, it helps with the clients, right? Because now they're like, all right, Simon's been there. He knows what the hell he's talking about. So I think that makes a... Uh, a huge difference. So um, I, I greatly appreciate that. And uh, a lot of people spend their whole t- entire careers in the business and never wa- work on the business. So uh, I'm glad you brought that up. Um, you know, in, in the information, you know, we were talking about what, you know, what are we going to kind of discuss today? And we, we always kind of like to break it down. You know, you had mentioned uh, something about identifying bottlenecks in just eight minutes. Um Talk to us about that. How how is that? Um, how do you go about that? Because that that is a, that's something I found very interesting. You run the business. You have hundred moving parts. Which one should you fix this week? Mm. If you tackle all of them at once, you will just burn out. Right. So there is a science behind that, and it's called the theory of constraints. I will not bore you with science. I tell you directly the the outcomes of that. Okay. The outcome is that if you find the one bottleneck that is the weakest part of any system, if you just improve the weakest part by a little, the whole throughput will increase by much more. The opposite would be improving every part a little bit, but then you don't increase the overall throughput in the same relation. So find the bottleneck 
is the exercise of finding the weakest part of a system and repairing only that. You repair just that, you need much less time and resources, but you have a higher overall results. How do you find the bottleneck? So we have a process to find it in eight minutes and because our, our clients, we coach them in 12 weeks programs. And so they need to identify the bottleneck every week, solve it, move to the next, solve it as a team. So we had to create a blueprint for it. But the idea is, so how we do it, we break down the business into simple parts. Mm -hmm. What is your business? It's marketing, sales, operations. Right. Well, if you go a little bit deeper in there, what is marketing? Marketing is making people aware, making them interested and engaged. What is sales? Moving them from engaged, ready to buy, closing them. What is operations? Delivering what you promised, making them so happy that they bring more clients. If you want to retain them, um, what, what are we doing to make them stick around even after the solution? Mm -hmm. So that's the whole business. And now you go through these parts and the sprint coach comes with a set of questions. One of those questions is, if next week you take on 10 times more clients, which of those parts breaks first? Mm. And so you might say, oh, week zero, yeah, yeah, I can onboard them. Week zero is fine. But week one, we cannot deliver. That part breaks. Just I don't have the number of parts. I don't have the people. Uh, we cannot do it. It's a manual process. We cannot scale it 10 times right. in a week. So then you know this is the bottleneck. And so you start improving that bottleneck. And when that is solved, you move to the next bottleneck. In our method, in the strategy sprints method, each week solves one bottleneck. Hmm. And they can do it faster in only a week because they have 274 blueprints in the strategy sprints university. So that's 274 blueprints on how to do marketing, how to do operations, and how to do sales. And so you pick them, you have already the recipe, right? It's like, if I go to YouTube, I take the French cuisine recipe and then I cook. Right. Of course, I'm faster <laughs> than if I had to invent the recipe, right? Right. I like that. And, and and do you, so this is covered in the book, and do you also offer, and you had mentioned one-on-one -on -one coaching as well for those people that need the, the additional assistance and, and figuring out the bottleneck, they're just not certain? Yeah, we do only one-on-one -on -one coaching for 90 days. It's a 90 days coaching program mm. where we implement those systems, the three daily habits, the marketing systems, the sales systems, the operation systems. And then last month is how to scale that thing. Because now we have created something that works independently of single people. And then the last month is how to scale it. Because at some point, everybody has to find their scalable model. Right. You said one version is there is a franchise, and you uh, opt into that. I had no franchise because I'm a consulting firm. So there was no franchise for me. Mm -hmm. What do you do? I created my franchise. And now that's how I scaled myself because I have a limit. I can be only in one city at once. So right. if I'm in Paris, I cannot coach anybody in London. So how do I do that? And it, it took me a ton of thinking. But in the end, it was pretty simple. I said, what does McDonald's do? They make the same burger in Paris and in London, and it's right. it works. Mm -hmm. right? right. So just write down the process. If you have something that works, like a Big Mac that just works, and then okay, write it down, and then everybody can build it. So this is where you have to let go of the ego. We don't even know who invented the Big Mac, and we we frankly don't care, right? It's the Big Mac; it works. Right. You're gonna have that. You get it. 
You don't care who invented it. Yeah. And so in consulting, many people, including myself, were, oh, no, it's me. I am the magic because I am this great consultant. Yeah, but if somebody interviews me and asks, what do you do first, second? What's your method of problem solving? What's your method of boosting sales? I can tell them exactly what I do. That's a checklist. Right. We're starting with the checklist. You then refine it. You have a full blueprint. Now you can go to another city and train somebody to do that. That's how I built my certification model. So it's now uh, people um, come join my team. They become certified strategy sprints coaches. They have a 60 days curriculum and then they become strategy sprints coaches. They get clients from me, but they also in their country, they're in Los Angeles, they are in Singapore and they are everything in between. In their country, they just crush their market. Plus they get clients from me if, if they want some, right? If they are right. than what they can get, then yes. And every Monday we come together. That's how we ensure quality control. Because in yeah. the end, we are a professional service. So we are not a product. So we have to make sure that it's customized and that it's working. So that's why every Monday we come together. But it's a short meeting. And then everybody's in their country, mm -hmm. the magic there. So that was for me the way how I removed myself from being the bottleneck. And I have now a very resilient, very scalable system that can do many time zones. And I tell you this example because most people will say, oh, that's the toughest thing. You cannot scale a professional service uh, started by one solopreneur. Some, sure you can. Yeah. <laughs> there is no VC. There is no VC on the planet investing in these kind of models because they think it's not scalable. And yeah, it is... And everything is probably scalable because if it works, you can describe it. If you can describe it, you can teach it. If you can teach it, you have just scaled it. Yeah, that, that's a great point. And I, and I think to add to that, and I did a show on this um, a couple months ago, you know, have the end in mind. I always talk about that. Where do you want to be the vision? And with that vision, you know, you start a business 10 years from now, you don't want to be working necessarily full-time in the business we talk about, as we mentioned, working on the business. So how do you get there? How do you, how do you build something so that people can take, you know, take the system, have the, you know, utilize technology, utilize the videos, the training and things like that. The, the master classes that, 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 that companies offer. And that's by creating that system with the end in mind saying, okay, I don't want to be the one training every single employee. I don't want to be the one that has to deal with every single issue how do I create a manual and systems in place? And you think of this now. So kind of going into, you know, having that end in mind. So, so essentially what I was saying was basically having the, you know, thinking about anything you create, having that, that mentality and that thought process of what are the systems I need to have in place, not only to teach these future employees and in, in, in the onboarding process or consultants, but what do I have to do in order to remove myself? So thinking about that, I think in the very beginning will help you create um, a process accordingly so that you can eventually work on the business. So um, keeping that in mind, you don't have to have every, every process and system figured out day one, but I think that will, I think that will help. If you have that mindset shift right in the very beginning, it, it'll definitely help in, in the way you go about creating things. Um what are, you know, we, we talked about habits. What, what, what would you say are the three um, CEO habits that you need? This is relevant right now because we have this. 
very volatile markets, broken supply chains. Mm -hmm. So running a business is always tough. Right now, it's double tough. So 95% is not in your control. Supply chains, not in your control. Markets, not in your control. So what is in your control? Not even sales is in your control. What is in your control? Three things. The daily habit, weekly habit, and monthly habit. Daily habit, how you allocate your time. And I described these three things and people can download them. There's the link in the book how they can download them. Daily habit, how did you allocate your time today? And what will you systemize, delegate, cut tomorrow? Delegate is important. Systemize is important. Sometimes you cannot directly delegate. You have to first systemize, writing it down, and then you can delegate it. And sometimes you can cut it or outsource it. So this, this is the daily practice, and this is always in your control. Whatever happens, right. is, it's in your control. How you respond is in your control. And it's very important because if you don't do that, you are stuck on the level where you are. And this is not how you evolve a business. You have always to build stuff whenever it works. You hand it over and then you build the next things. It works, right. write it down, you hand it over. You build the next thing. It works, you write it down, you hand it over. This is how you build a business. It's like the chambered nautilus. Uh, you, you have the picture of the chambered nautilus. It has all these chambers, right? Mm -hmm. And they always, he builds the next chamber and the next chamber and the next chamber. Right. They have a similar structure, but they are always bigger. And at the same time, he's living in there, but he's also building the next house, right? right? That's how you build a business. And when you see the chambered, the chamber of the chambered Nautilus from the side, you see, wow, there is a structure. There is even a beauty in it. It follows the Fibonacci series of numbers. And so it's even beautiful. There's the golden ratio in it because th there is a blueprint. The nature has a blueprint. There is a a, a, a natural way of building things. And same thing with businesses. The, the blueprints for the businesses I've described here, the marketing blueprints, the sales blueprints, the operations blueprints, and they're exactly like the chambered Nautilus. They, they have a natural way of evolving if you just use the correct principles and, and systems. Yeah, I, I like that. I, I think, you know, I... Sometimes I think we just get a little bit overwhelmed as business owners with so much to do. And I think if you break it down, as you mentioned, daily, weekly, monthly, what you should be doing. Um, I know me personally, I got rid of my to-do list and I put everything as um, a calendar event on my, on my Gmail, my Google calendar. It says, all right, going to edit podcasts. That's going to be for you know one hour a day or, or post, whatever, whatever I'm doing. And instead of that to-do list, which gets pushed, you actually block a time so no one can call you, no one can set an, an, an appointment. And I think having those in place, if you can put those directly on the calendar, you treat it like just any other call or meeting. So, uh, but I think that's the key. It's, it's breaking it down because when you have this long list, you just become, you know, it makes you anxious, right? You, you don't know where to start. You kind of just, you know, take a step back and just say, I don't have, I don't have time for this today. There's so many things I got to do. So I think that's, that's crucial. Tony Robbins uh, calls it chunking, you know, taking it, piece by piece, don't, you know, tackle the whole thing at once. But, um, you know, going back to the basics, you know, uh, step by step, what you need to do on a daily and weekly and, and monthly basis. And I think that's helpful. And that, that'll reduce uh, overwhelm. What, um, what are your thoughts, uh, you know, an agile company versus a rigid company? 
the the weekly habit goes to, into the agile thing because uh, what is an agile company versus a rigid one? A rigid one is one that cannot react quickly to changes, and an agile one is whatever happens outside, we can quickly react, and quickly right. means in the same pace as the change happens outside. Because that is what the Darwin's definition of survival of the fittest was. It's not the strongest. It's not the fastest. It's not the biggest. It's the one that can react um, in the appropriate mm. speed to the change outside. The, the fit between you and your surroundings. When surroundings change, you have to change. You can change quickly. You are fit. That's the Darwin's definition. And the same thing is for a company. If mm. you can change your products, your processes, your people quickly, then you can adapt to the outside changes. Now, what does that mean on the weekly level? On the weekly level, you need to know, are we moving in the right direction at the right pace? Because if you realize three months later that you are not, right. it's too late. So you have to get this information every seven days. And this information... We have simplified it and we have the sprint dashboard. Our clients love it because they have just three numbers, a marketing number, a sales number, and an operations number. Mm. So it's very simple. And the whole team every Friday looks at it and says, oh, look, this is working. This is working. This is not working. Hey, if we got the bottleneck, we know what to solve this week. Right. And so marketing number tells you how many people want something from you right now. The sales number tells you how many closed deals you have and open deals and the, and the, possibly to close deals, right? The sales pipeline. And the um, operations number tells you how many clients are super happy and so on, how many clients are frustrated and you need to turn them into super happy. Gotcha. And you see a super happy client if they refer you to another client. That's the measure. How many client referrals this week? Three, all right. Last week, two, cool. We're moving forward. Right. So this, this is the sprint dashboard. You get that every seven days. If you don't have that, you are flying blind. And this is where the overwhelm comes from. Right. Because if now you say, okay, I just want to work 40 hours per week, like every normal person. I want to work like a normal person, not like the madman entrepreneur. That I <laughs> so how can I get to 40 hours, right? And then you can only get to 40 hours if you know what are the things that work right. versus the things that don't work. And you, you get that from the sprint dashboard. And when you know what's working, you do a little bit more of that and you cut everything else. This is how you get to 40 hours as an entrepreneur. Right. There is no other way. Yeah. I feel like sometimes we feel like we have to do all this stuff and if it's not, but we never measure it. So it's almost like just doing it to check, check off something off the list. But yes. to your point, if it's not creating, someone said to me, what's your ROI on whatever task I was doing? And I said, to be honest, I have no idea. It keeps me busy, but there was no return. No one was responding to the the one email I was creating, or we ended up cutting back the social media post because we didn't see the ROI. So um, it was interesting. And uh, sometimes it's it's staring, it's blatant, it's right in our faces, but we need that reminder of saying, take a step back, measure everything, and let's cut the cut the fat, the stuff that's not working. So I uh, I can appreciate that. <laughs> and the three parts of the pipeline, like so, most people they like to do what's 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 enjoyable for them. Right. For, mm -hmm. for me, it would be just creating content all the time. Mm -hmm. But if I just would create content all the time, what the heck is filling the sales pipeline? Right. Nothing. So uh, we, who's doing prospecting? Who is calling people? Who is starting conversations? Who is intensifying conversations? Who is doing the follow-up? These are the things 
that you see missing only if you start measuring. And then in because some clients come to us in February and say, oh, I have such a bad sales month. Mm. And okay, let's look at your prospecting activities of December. And right. go, oh, no, December we were on holidays. <laughs> All right, yeah, that's why you have a February problem right now because you didn't do the prospect. Mm, right. The pipeline is half full and now you are not closing. So, and so you want to see these things latest seven days because then you can react. You see, oh, it's right. 0.4 lower. The pipeline is 0.4 lower than last week. Mm-hmm. What's our four weeks moving average? Oh, no, no, no. It should be um, 0.2 up. Right. Okay. Now we can still respond to it because it's on time. It's, it's soon enough that we can do something. That That's makes why sense. the weekly thing is important. And then there is a monthly habit, which is the competitive analysis. What else can our clients do? Where are we winning? Where we will, will we cut costs from where we're not winning? Right. And where do we reinvest that into the winning features? So we help them. We go through the top 10 features that they have. What else can the client do? Who is our top competitor? What are the two features where we are losing this week against our competitors? We will cut 15% budget from there for the next month's budget. And we reinvest it immediately on the right side because our our template buckets those things visually and they see on the left side where they should cut mm-hmm. and on the right side where they should reinvest. And so let's say you have a feature which is, I don't know, the Mac- chicken McNuggets and, and you see that the chicken McNuggets is just losing against everybody else. Kentucky Fried Chicken can do it better. So why should you do it? Right. Uh, leave it to them. If you improve it, you're just a mediocre Kentucky Fried Chicken. <laughs> so right. You want to be mediocre. So leave it to them. We don't do chicken McNuggets anymore. We just do Big Mac. We're winning with Big Mac. Okay, let's double down on Big Mac. 15% that we have cut from the left side, we put on Big Mac. Now we have Big Mac with sesame and Big Mac with flavor, with the veggie Big Mac mm-hmm. and we're crushing it. Right. And we have a little moat. It's not a real moat, but it's a little strategic advantage because we were crushing it and now we are crushing it plus 15% more resources. So we're crushing it a bit more. It's harder for anybody else now to build something similar to a Big Mac because we are, they, people are already coming right now to us to buy it. And they still have to build it and to market it, et cetera. So they won't even try. Mm. This is how we do strategic differentiation. I like that. What so one one thing, you know, we 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 jump right in, but one thing I, I wanted to get clear on and for everyone listening in too is, you know, who is or what what is who who is the right person um or the um, ideal candidate? Is it someone that's uh, been in business a few years or or even thinking of starting a business? And secondly, what is, is, is the best place to start reading the book and then contact you? Kind of, if you can answer those two. Yeah. So the book helps every business on the planet. Mm-hmm. Everybody can get it on Amazon. We coach only a very specific set of people. We coach only B2B business owners that are doing above 35K per month. Okay. And that they want to double it to 70K in 90 days. It can be also above 35K, but it cannot be below. So this is very specific who we target. And we have from their team, we have four people. Sometimes they're just solopreneurs and they're doing 35K. So they have to bring in three freelancers because the sprint team is four people plus the sprint coach. Okay. 
And they will just, I will have them, we have them get freelancers and they start with freelancers. And then in month two, they have a head of sales, a head of marketing, mm. a head of operations. And in month three, they have built something that is really working independently of single people and we scale it with them. And, and uh, I'm assuming you work with, uh, well, two other questions. You work with anyone uh, across the, uh, the in, in the world. Secondly, what happens after the 90 days? Um, you, know, what, you know, what access do they have or if they need additional coaching? Yes, we have coaches from Los Angeles to Singapore. Mm -hmm. And after 90 days, they don't need us anymore. And they enjoy the systems that they have implemented with us. Because when you, that's the beauty of systems. You, you install them once, they work forever. Forever. They keep on giving. So let's say you create a CRM system, right? How you mm -hmm. uh, populate contacts and probabilities of your sales. It works forever. Right. You create your client onboarding system. It works forever. You create the sales system. Who is starting the conversations? Who is closing the conversations? It works forever. So after 90 days, they don't need us. Some have done a second sprint, but just for fun. They didn't really need it. They just enjoyed it. Right. After one sprint, you are ready to go. You have your core systems implemented, marketing systems, sales systems, operation systems. And you just enjoy running your business. And a couple of years, you need nothing. And then when you are in that next scaling phase where you hit the plateau again, maybe it's three years later, um, then they call us again and they sprint again. But just for that stage of shifting from, from this uh, gear to the next gear. Mm. Sounds great. What, um, what is your website? What is, you know, someone that just has a general question wants to, you know, if obviously they picked up the book and we'll put the link for Amazon, what is the, what is your main website? If they want to gather additional information, strategiesprints.com. Okay. And I also have two YouTube channels. One is called Simon Severino and one is called Strategy Sprints, where I share all the mistakes and all the learnings that I do during the week. <laughs> but I think the best, the best way to start for, for most people is just to grab the book and implement as many of those things as you can. And then if you need some help, jump over to strategiesprints.com. I'm happy to help. Awesome. What, uh, what, um, anything else we didn't cover today? We covered quite a bit. I'm, I'm really excited to check out the book. What, uh, what other, any other recommendations for, you know, yeah. and, and I, I think you, I, I really like the figuring out the bottleneck. I think that's a, a great starting point, but any, anything else we didn't, I guess, talk about today. One bonus right now, because depending on when this gets out, you might probably be in a recession. So what to do in a recession? It's time now for you to turn fixed costs into variable costs. What is that? So when you have less work, you want to have less costs. Mm. And you have more work, you want the costs to grow with that. Sounds so simple. Nature does it all the time, right? A smaller tree needs less water than a bigger tree. Right. It makes sense. It just makes sense, right? Our businesses are not built that way. You have one month, zero sales. You still have all the costs. Unfortunately. So, <laughs> yes. So go through all cost positions. My business is not like that. Go through all cost positions, find the fixed ones, turn them into variable. And you can do this with suppliers, consultants, marketing agencies, PR agencies, your personnel. You can do it with the main blocks. And uh, start there with the biggest blocks. 
You negotiate contracts in a way that is more resilient for the whole organization and for the single people, but organization first, because that's your duty to survive the recession first. And then you can create jobs, but only if you are still around. So it's important that you go through your cost positions and turn the fixed costs into variable costs. I like that. So homework for everyone today as a bonus uh, Simon, thank you very much. Definitely check out the book. I'm, I'm really excited to check that out as well. Uh, any questions uh, on the show, feel free to message, send me a direct message, comment on any of the uh, social platforms. Simon, it's been a pleasure. It was great to uh, great meeting you and looking forward to chatting again very soon. Thank you, everybody. Keep rolling. Thanks for tuning in. Whenever you're ready, here are three ways Giuseppe can help. One, if you've ever considered owning a business of any kind, you owe it to yourself to get a copy of Giuseppe's book, Franchise Freedom. Download your free copy at ggthefranchiseguide.com slash book. Two, want to understand how successful executives make the transition from corporate to owning their own franchise? Join Giuseppe's next online presentation, Franchise Freedom. How to Escape the Corporate World and Have Financial and Time Freedom by Owning a Franchise by going to ggthefranchiseguide.com slash video. 3. Want to work with Giuseppe one-on-one to identify the right franchise opportunity for you to navigate the process and get plugged into experienced franchising advisors? Send him an email to gg at ggthefranchiseguide.com with one-on-one in the subject and he'll send you all the details.